All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Hope that you and yours are uh, are safe under the circumstances. I, I know I say that in each episode that we have lately and just hope that the talk here around the Buffalo Bills and everything taking place around the NFL can serve as a little bit of a distraction for you, not to be insensitive to everything going on at this time, but hope this can give you a little bit of break in your day-to-day as we bring you our latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, today, really, I want to talk to you a bit more about the NFL draft, and that shouldn't come as too much of a surprise, right, with that just being a couple of weeks away. And I thought it was really interesting on the site. Matt Warren, who you all know, he does Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, and you read all of his great work at buffalorumblings.com. He had an article that came out on Tuesday, and it said, where is the sweet spot for a Buffalo Bills second round trade up? And I thought this was an interesting article, an interesting uh, topic of conversation as you take a piece, peek at it, because we know Brandon Bean is one of those general managers when he has his eyes set on a certain player, he is going to make a move to, to trade up and to get that guy. Of course, in 2018, it was the two trades in the first round, uh, the first trading up to get Josh Allen, and then later in the first round trading up to get Tremaine Edmonds, um, but making two, let's call it smaller scale trades during the 2019 draft where he made the trade up in the second round to get Cody Ford and then packaging two fourth round picks to move into the third round to select Dawson Knox. And, you know, you think of to this year, right? Brandon Bean, he spent some time with the media uh, last week, and and I thought that was a great listen and kind of hearing everything that, that he was very open about looking forward to the draft, but also sharing some insight on the trade for Stefan Diggs. But really with it, right, you, you wonder for Brandon Bean how painful it is going to be to, to sitting there just watching the draft, the, you know, the first round of the draft, knowing how unlikely it is for the Bills to, to trade into the first round. I mean, right, for them to do that during the, the 2020 draft this year, I mean, they're probably going to need to include a 2021 first round pick. And I would have to imagine that's not something that he would look to do at this time. So. You know, that leaves us to the topic, and I was happy that Matt really addressed it on the site. Again, what is a sweet spot for the Bills to make a second round trade up? And I think there's a few pieces of information, you know, here that we can we can look at. First, of course, it's what picks do the Bills have in the draft? You know, their second round pick is number 54. And the third round, it's selection 86. 127 is the pick when it comes to the fourth round. And the fifth, it's selection 167. Two picks in the sixth, right? 188 and 207, and then pick 239 in the seventh round, a pick that they received as part of that Stefan Diggs trade. So as you go through with all of these pieces, right, you do take a look at it and you think to yourself, and one quick mix up there, it's not pick 127 in the fourth round. It's actually pick 128. So just to correct things there. But as you do take a look at it, right, you, you think to yourself, okay, what can the Bills do to move up in the second round. And let's just focus on that right now, right? Because I think we can talk in further episodes and down the road, we can talk about trade-up options in the fourth round and in the third round, which of course could also be likely for Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills. But in this situation for the exercise that, that Matt did, right? He was really looking at the opportunity of trading up with pick 86, pick 128, or pick 167. 
and I'll link this article, um, you know, to the, to the podcast here. So you can pull that up and, and check it out as well. So really here's a couple of options, right? And he is using the draft chart that was put together from Rich Hill over at Pat's pulpit, right? And we've got the traditional draft chart, the Jimmy Johnson one, which is well known and that people have used for years. And actually CBS sports has come up with a new model as well. RJ White from their team. So. I'll run through a couple of the different scenarios just so you have an idea of what we're looking at here. So Matt used Rich Hill's model from Pat's pulpit, and here's what he has. Packaging picks 54 and 167 will move the Bills up roughly three spots to pick 51. If you package the fourth round pick with the second round pick, so that's 54 and 128, that would get Buffalo probably to 47 or 48. And finally, if the Bills were to package 54 and 86 together, that moves the Bills up to pick 39. Now, one thing that Matt notes in the article, and I do have to agree with this, packaging the third round pick, number 86 with 54, is most likely something I would not be in favor of. Um, when you talk about top 100 picks and really looking at this and thinking of the talent that is available in this draft, specifically at positions of need for the Bills, right? When you talk about cornerback, Wide receiver and running back are the three that really come to mind. Edge rusher, not so much as you get into those rounds, but with those three, right, you can look for the Bills to hopefully be able to address two of those needs with pick 54 and pick 86. So for me, that's one that I would probably scratch off the list. I wouldn't consider too much, but, you know, take a look at the, at the others. Again, if you package 54 and 128, so that fourth round pick, you could probably move up six or seven spots into range 47 or 48 if there's a player that uh, that Brandon Bean truly had his heart set on. If you use the fifth round pick, 167, that likely only gets you up three spots. But if you looked at it and said, hey, you, you, you know, there's someone that's coming close, you want to ensure that you get them as a fifth round pick too much for you to move forward. So here's a couple of comparisons. And I did want to share this because, again, where it traditionally used to just be the Jimmy Johnson draft model, now we've got the one from Rich Hill, which I mentioned before, and the new one from RJ White at CBS Sports. So I'm going to run through just some of the scenarios with you, because I think when you do, that's one of the pieces that can truly, um, I think, at least give an idea. There's not too much of a variance, but I think as you do go through with this, it gets you in the relative ballpark. And ideally, that's what we're talking about. With second round picks, there's not as much of a variance as when you talk about first round selections. But let's just run through these pieces. Okay. So when we talked about things with Rich Hill, again, you take picks 54 and 86, that gets you around to number 39. This new CBS model also has you getting up to the 39 selection. The one that's a little bit different, the traditional model, if you package 54 and 86 together, that could move you all the way up to 36 if you use the Jimmy Johnson model. As we do go through with this, I, I, I look at it, I'm, I'm not in favor, again, of of sacrificing the third round pick this year. When you have no first round selection, I think that really changes things. And in this situation, you know, again, you could look at it and think to yourself, okay, does that give the Bills a chance to move up and maybe get someone like a Jeff Gladney as a quarterback too, opposite of Tredavious White? Does it allow them to move up and, uh, and get one of the top running backs in the draft? Maybe a J.K. Dobbins, if you think that he is not going to fall to you at 54. Um, or kind of along those lines, do you want to move up and get a defensive end, thinking if A.J. Epinesa falls to the second round or Zach Bond from Wisconsin, 
you know, are you willing to make that type of a sacrifice? Uh, as you go through with this piece, I personally think the difference when you're talking about, okay, from pick, you know, 54 to 39 and what that could look like, there's, it's, there's not much separation, right, between the players on the board, at least when you look at the depth in this draft. So as Matt had said in his article, that's probably something I would scratch off the list. The other things that get a little interesting, so again, for Rich Hill, if you want to package as a fourth and second round pick, that gets you up to 47. Pretty consistent. The Jimmy Johnson model gets you up to 49. The new CBS model gets you up to 48, right? So take a look at that range, somewhere between 47 and 49. And in a similar fashion, the fifth round pick, it's getting you to somewhere around pick 51 or pick 52 based on the various models. So you know, the interesting thing is you go through with all of this, right? You do think to yourself, okay, what type of move would Brandon Bean make? What type of player is it that he is going to be targeting? And we go through with so much of this. But again, I personally would not be surprised if he were to make a move. Now, I can say this. I think the potential for him to stay pat around pick 54 might be a bit more likely than it would at picks 86 and 127. And we can certainly explore that on the site and podcasts in the future. But as we go through with enough of these things, right, I look at it, the cost to move up in the third round or in the fourth round is much less than it is to move up in the second round. For me at this time, I tend to think it's more where the Bills sit still at 54 and look at some of the options, right? If you're going to take pick 188, pick 207, pick 239, and use those to move up earlier in the third, fourth, and fifth round. I do think there's enough value that you can find there with some of the players, you know, that that would be available. And I think from that standpoint, you do take a look and you just start to think to yourself, okay, what kind of options are there going to be available and what kind of move should I make at this time? So, you know, as you go through with a lot of it, I did want to talk a little bit, you know, when you look at some of the big boards, what does this really mean? And a guy that I follow, Benjamin Solak from the Draft Network, I do like the work that he does. You know, he put up a big board recently, and I think you want to take a look at it and think to yourself, what type of difference are you looking at from a pick 39 to a pick 54? And I think as you go through with a few of those pieces, it gives you an idea of what it can be. Now, of course, every big board is different. Teams' big boards are going to be different that they have versus what draft experts do. So, right, you, you take all of this with a grain of salt. But I think when you go through with so much, it gives you an idea of the types of players that, that could be there, right? So if you go to Solak's board, you look number 39 on his big board, Zach Bond, an edge rusher from Wisconsin. You've got Bryce Hall, the cornerback from Virginia at number 41. Kyle Duggar, a very popular name, uh, the Division II safety out of Lenore Ryan at number 42. And then you've got Antoine Winfield Jr., of course, the son of former Buffalo Bill Antoine Winfield, uh, the safety out of Minnesota at number 44. So you say that, right? You take a look at things and you, you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, that's the type of guy if we were going to you know, move up to get to somewhere around pick 39, some of the names that would be options for you. Now, if you go down, right, you, you move a little bit further down down the board. At number 51, he's got Trayvon Diggs, the cornerback from Alabama, the younger brother of Stefan Diggs, the new wide receiver for the Bills. An interesting name to, to take a look at, right, that could be available somewhere around 54. 
Um, other options that you see there, um, of course, um, plenty of wide receivers that, that kind of fall into to that side of things. You know, you've got someone like Van Jefferson on his list at number 59, a name that certainly stands out. Jonathan Greenard, the edge rusher from Florida, he's got him at number 52. Another name that I think you could take a look at, right, is an option that could be for consideration for the Bills if they were to look to address the edge rusher. And of course, if they wanted to look at the offensive line, you've got Jonah Jackson, the interior offensive lineman from Ohio State at number 60. Nick Harris, the interior offensive lineman from Washington at number 58. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And kind of as I say this, right, it's to give you a bit of an idea, because again, right, we can go through mock drafts, we can go through simulations, we can talk about some of these names, but in many situations, right, you can think to yourself, gosh, well, I think that this guy might be there at 54 and he could be gone in the 30s. And there's other guys that you might think could be long gone by pick 54 and they might be options that are still on the board for Brandon Bean and the Bills at this time. But, you know, it's one of those articles. It's one of those topics of conversation. I think anytime you think about the draft and in the past, right, especially with first round picks, there was always conversation about trading up or trading back. I should say, sorry about that. Right. You would look and say, hey, if we can move back from this position to that position and add a second round pick or add this, you know, how great would that be for the team to have to be able to stockpile additional assets? But now as you take a look at the Bills roster, right, you don't have those spots that are just going to to be there. The Bills are not that team that needs as many draft picks as they can possibly get. There are going to be some tough cuts for them to make this year. So I continue to think, right, the Buffalo Bills, they do have seven picks available. And my estimation right now, they can probably stay at pick 54 and be okay with that and use those two six-round picks and that seventh-round pick that they got in the Stefan Diggs trade and look to utilize those to move up earlier in the third, fourth, and fifth round, that if the Bills can come away from this draft with, let's say, five, four guys that can make the roster and contribute in some way in 2020 with the potential to be starters in the future, um, I think that would be great. Again, as I look at those additional picks down the stretch, I just don't know what kind of chance they have at making the roster, and that's something definitely worth worth monitoring. Um, one more thing I, I think that's kind of interesting to um to note, and this is a little bit, I don't want to call it breaking news because it's really just a suggestion, right, that came from Kevin Colbert, who is the general manager of the Steelers. But apparently he made a proposal today that based on everything taking place with uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic that is um, obviously affecting everyone across the country, that the NFL look to expand the draft to 10 rounds this year, right, to kind of make up for Let's just say the lack of preparation when you think about um, the inability to, to scout some of those smaller school guys. Um, of course, it would have an impact on the undrafted free agency side of things. But making the suggestion for the team to expand to 10 rounds the draft here in 2020. And I think that's interesting, right? Just seeing that that news come out on Tuesday and you, you really take a peek at it and you think to yourself, I don't know if I'm in favor of it, right, as as far as you, you think how much more time that would take and everything that would go with it. I'd be curious, one, what Bills fans think about it. I'd be curious what Brandon Bean thinks about it, to be quite honest, and if it's really something that the NFL would consider. So, you know, as we go through with all of this stuff, you know, I always appreciate your feedback. You can hit me up on Twitter at Marino at any time. Of course, make sure you uh, check out buffalorumblings.com for all the great coverage we have there. 
taking you through free agency, which has been, you know, a bit quiet as of late. I imagine there's not going to be too much taking place before the draft. And then afterwards, we'll see right if there's areas that the Bills were not able to address, if there's guys that they want to sign uh, as free agents to come in and be a part of the team and compete for a spot in training camp. But make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the great shows that we have here at buffalorumblings.com. And uh, as always, go Bills. Take care.